Hello and welcome to City Diplomacy Student Podcast Season 4, Episode 6. I'm your host, Sarah, in collaboration with Malavika, under the supervision of Dr. Lorenzo Kilgren-Grandi, Professor of the Fall 2021 City Diplomacy course at Sciences Po Paris School of International Affairs. Today, Malavika and I will analyze the nature and scope of the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees Urban Strategy and the challenges it faces. Before we dive right in, let's set some context. The UNHCR is a UN agency created in 1950 after the Second World War to help millions of Europeans who had lost their homes. Over the years, the UN Refugee Agency extended the scope of its actions, aiming at protecting and assisting refugees from all over the world. They include refugees, returnees, stateless people, the internally displaced, and the asylum seekers. The UNHCR works in 132 countries with a wide range of actors from international organizations to national governments through local municipalities. And it is to notice that the UNHCR has built a special link with the latter throughout the last decades. Indeed, while until 2009, the organization used to give primary attention to refugees accommodated in camps, the issuing of the UNHCR policy on refugee protection and solutions in urban areas in September 2009 has been a real milestone in the agency's urban strategy. This shift in policy enabled the organization to better tackle contemporary issues. Now that being said, Sarah, could you zoom in on the urban strategy of the UNHCR and run us through its approach? Sure. As the agency often reminds, today 60 and 80% of all refugees and IDPs respectively live in urban areas. And this is an ongoing process that tends to be more and more intense. Thus, it was crucial for the UNHCR to put an emphasis on urban settings in order to implement innovative solutions. To do that, the UNHCR had first to challenge established concepts such as suburbanization, which no longer describe the complex urban reality refugees and IDPs live in. A case in point would be the Zatari refugee camp, often said to be the fourth largest city in Jordan, while it's not a city from a legal point of view. The UN agency, therefore, points out that one needs to be careful when labeling urban spaces from top-down perspectives, because even though the Zatari refugee camp isn't a city, it still faces the characteristic challenges of urban areas. Thus, UNHCR's policy on refugees in urban areas has two principal objectives. First, to ensure that cities are recognized as legitimate places for refugees to reside and exercise the rights to which they are entitled. And second, to maximize the protection space available to urban refugees and the humanitarian organizations that support them. So it would be safe to say that the UNHCR's urban strategy's objective can be derived out of its general vision with a focus on securing rights for urban refugees and expanding protection spaces and strategies. The documentation of refugees, related data collection, reception facilities, refugee relations and self-reliance promotion are all parts of these larger objectives. At a more direct level, 
the urban strategy aims to maintain security ensure access to healthcare and education and meet material needs of the refugees occupying urban spaces absolutely continuing with the same the urban policy of the agency is grounded in the set of principles and approaches that apply to all other aspects of the organization's work however it places particular emphasis on the local level in fact UNHCR developed a wide range of outreach methods for urban refugee population in order to ensure they are given access to the agency's services. Those methods and programs include first, the establishment of local facilities where refugees and other members of the urban population can socialize and gain access to information, services, counseling and recreational facilities. Second, the engagement of trained refugee outreach volunteers to keep in contact with the refugee community and make periodic visits to neighborhoods where all segments of the refugee community have congregated. Third, the organization of different activities such as cultural events or neighborhood meetings. As the organization states in several of its publications, the aim is to adopt a positive, constructive, and proactive approach to the refugee situation in urban areas. In order to do so, The NHCR has developed several partnerships with local communities, whether they be municipalities or city networks. In Ukraine, for instance, the City of Solidarity Forum took place in Kharkiv in July 2016. It was dedicated to finding durable housing solution for IDPs wishing to integrate into the new places of residence. The 100 participants coming from 36 cities of Ukraine drafted recommendation for national level policies such as systematizing the planning and budgeting of the state and local housing programs that already exist namely affordable housing the creation of revolving funds and leasing programs but also the improvement of hostel conditions anything to add melvika yes the fact that the un agency for refugees also has close ties with various other city networks One of them is the Mayor's Migration Council. Indeed, recently it hosted in partnership with the British Council, C40 and the UNHCR an official side event on climate and human mobility at the UN high-level political forum on sustainable development. The event set forth the multifaceted dimension of migration and the need to design adequate responses. The UNHCR also supported the Global Cities Fund for inclusive pandemic response of the mayor's migration council in order to respond to the unmet needs of cities as they support migrants refugees and the internally displaced people during covid-19 moreover not only does the unhcr collaborate with already existing city networks but it also fosters the creation and expansion of new organizations The city network for integration in Greece which has recently expanded is one of them. Once again, such partnerships and initiatives are motivated by the growing need for concrete and coordinated social integration initiatives. Now, that's a lot on UNHCR's vision and approach. Sara, let's dive into how the organization makes this happen, the methodology. With a view to implementing innovative and sustainable policies, the UN Agency for Refugees resorts to a wide range of tools. Indeed, it regularly issues reports and guidelines aiming at setting standards for the refugee community 
and improving their situation. Most of them clarify what is the organization's urban policy and what concrete steps are to be taken, as it is the case with the Global Trend Report issued every year. In addition to research work, UNHCR's urban strategy also relies a lot on communication. A big part of it is centered on the notion of the power of cities, as reflected in the events organized by the UN agency. A case in point is the hashtag Cities with Refugees initiative. Since 2019, UNHCR hashtag with refugees campaign invites cities and local authorities all over the world who are working to promote inclusion to support refugees and bring communities together to sign a statement of solidarity with refugees. According to the UNHCR, today nearly two out of three refugees settle in an urban area when arriving in a new country. Thus, this hashtag is a way for mayors and local authorities from all over the globe to show their commitment to improving refugees' living standards. It is also a reminder that local governments are crucial actors when it comes to dealing with refugee situations. Today, more than 175 cities have joined the movement. Besides, the UNHCR's urban strategy is also steeped in the concrete outcomes of its partnerships with city networks, webinars, meetings, interviews, but also workshops with stakeholders are essential to start the discussion and to ensure progressive steps are taken towards the full realization of the rights of refugees in urban settings. Needless to say, all these methods and objectives have suffered a severe blow due to the pandemic. However, UNHCR has risen to the situation, so much so that the understanding of UNHCR's activities would be incomplete without analyzing its approach during the pandemic. Over to Malavika. Indeed, one of the major ongoing challenges of UNHCR's urban strategy is the pandemic, which has placed the already disadvantaged urban refugees in a worse off situation. Shortage of healthcare facilities can now prove to be fatal, water scarcity can cause even more significant sanitary hazards, and so on. The UNHCR's capacity to help has been impaired by the pandemic, leading to multiple challenges in on-ground implementation. However, COVID-19 is not the only challenge being faced by the organization. There is also a widespread mutual skepticism between the urban refugees and the organization. This has been to some extent inevitable, given the unrealistic expectation that the urban refugees sometimes have of what UNHCR can provide to them in terms of protection, solutions and assistance. It has also been reinforced by the negative attitude of some UNHCR staff, especially those confronted by resource constraints and security concerns. To counter such difficulties, UNHCR's community outreach and communications efforts will form part of a broader strategy to establish a constructive dialogue and positive partnership with refugees in urban areas. This can be a challenging task, especially in cities where refugees are frustrated by the absence of solutions or their exclusion from the labor market, and where exiled populations are fragmented along national, ethnic, religious, or ideological lines. In its effort to work with these communities, UNHCR will apply AGDM principles and adopt a participatory approach. UNHCR will also support and encourage other actors to support 
the cultural social recreational sporting and community activities of refugees in urban areas over to sarah last but not least unhcr despite being one of the most effective un agencies is also confronted with a struggle with information sharing and this is particularly the case in urban areas indeed it is often difficult for the agency to provide information to a dispersed community that would usually rather remain anonymous lest they could face negative reaction from national and local authorities thus the unhcr still struggles with changing the narrative around refugees one of its main goals is to show that refugees and idps are valuable assets for urban settings in fact we can see in the final report conducted by the agency on the evaluation of effectiveness and relevance of advocacy approaches within the eu that advocacy policies on the local, regional and global level lacked coordination. That is why we can argue that activities aiming at changing public opinion about refugees in Europe need to be redesigned. And it is all the more important at a time in which a fallback on nationalist ideas of identity is to be witnessed in the region. Finally, when it comes to the partnerships created between the UNHCR and local authorities, it is crucial that the agency does not privilege any particular city network sometimes coalition formed ad hoc can be even more effective than multiplied partnerships with overlapping networks in order to ensure the local programs aiming at improving the livelihood in urban settings work the unhcr really needs to strengthen its local bases namely to support its local offices and community centers already established all said and explained it's not all dark and no light the organization has risen to the challenges and has responded with solid impact exactly it cannot be swept under the rug that the unhcr piloted innovative shelter approaches as in bangladesh where adding mezzanines to shelters gave families nearly 70% more space without using more land globally The UNHCR provided almost 150,000 emergency shelters, installed 268 isolation and quarantine areas, and decongested overcrowded conditions by providing shelter-related relief items to over 362,000 people, helping to create additional space for those modifying their homes. UNHCR engaged with development actors to encourage inclusion in financing. programs and social protection policies including its close partnerships with the world bank group which took important measures to systematically include refugees and others of concern in its covid-19 response for more information on the world bank group urban policy don't forget to check out season 4 episode 3 covid-19 triggered unhcr's first ever declaration of a global level 2 emergency on the 25th of March 2020 promoting more flexibility in procurement and deliveries and its active participation in the UN COVID-19 it urged governments to include refugees the internally displaced and stateless in their pandemic responses and supported national health systems to increase capacity the organization constructed or rehabilitated isolation and treatment facilities for local hospitals built governments and partners capacity for surveillance 
contact tracing and case management, as well as supplied personal protective equipment, medicines, oxygen, and rapid testing kits. It supported over 100 healthcare facilities and 95 schools with additional wash facilities and distributed 50 million bars of soap, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant to over 60 operations. Thousands of hand-washing facilities were installed in public spaces, schools, health facilities, and private accommodation. It reallocated health responses and strove to prevent the pandemic from exacerbating the plight of urban refugees in terms of hunger, poverty, family separation, education, discrimination, and violence, and lastly, and of course, health. To sum up, the UNHCR has a really developed urban strategy, grounded in the same principle as the more general work of the organization. The specificity of the urban strategy is set forth in the tools used by the agency, namely locally tailored programs and partnerships to ensure the best protection to the growing number of urban refugees. Nevertheless, as we have tried to show, some challenges are still to be faced, mostly concerning better dissemination of information and more effective participation with local authorities. Thank you for listening to us and see you next week for another podcast on the urban strategy of the UNICEF.